There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back, baby. Brentford 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2. And of course, here I am on the spot. Doesn't matter if it's Boxing Day. My family don't like me anyway. Been a while since I've done one of these. Um, it's almost like there's been a big thing that's dropped halfway through the middle of the season to stop me from doing it. Um, so yeah, apologies if, if this is a bit more rambling than the previous efforts because I'm out of practice. So you know, whatever, who cares? Um, weird one that today, wasn't it? Weird one. Um, obviously, Christmas Day yesterday. Had a fair few to drink. I'm hard, you know. <laughs> he says, does I not? Um, and I felt like, as a result, like my... I've actually sort of escaped a hangover today, really. All the physical effects of a hangover. But I feel like... Do you ever feel this? Sometimes when you've, when you've hit it pretty hard, it's almost like your serotonin and everything is a bit fucked up the next day. So... I wasn't particularly like disappointed when we went two 0 down, and I wasn't particularly buzzing when we got it back to two two. I was just I was glad, you know. Um, it's not really a reflection on Tottenham or how I feel about anything or Antonio Conte, although get him out of my car. <laughs> no, um, it's it, I don't know. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? It's it, again, it's gonna sort of raise all those issues um, of is this a Tottenham thing that we do? Do we conserve energy in the first half? Do we not go for it as much as we could? And then in this sort of promise that we're going to sucker teams into this kind of false sense of security, because let's be honest, but we could have won it by them. We could and maybe should have won it. On balance, you would say a draw is a fair result. Um, that penalty just before Brentford's second goal, the penalty, it wasn't. Me's challenge on Kane is pretty mad to me. I'm I'm not really sure how officials can look at VAR, whatever it is, you know, how officials can look at... That's like saying pin number, isn't it? You know, how officials can look at VAR. VAR is the official. Um, how the VAR officials can watch the replay. That's what I should have said. That's what I was looking for. See, I told you I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice, right? And this, it's, I'm just fucking, you know, I've got to wind myself up today with shit like that. Because it's, it's just, see, this, this, this is what you come to, right? This is, this is what you come here for, right? It's, it, it's precision, you know. It's like a, it's like a fine-tuned precision engine. Something, something you find on a, on a, on a rocket going into outer space. There's, there's, there's no room, there's no room for mistakes, is there? Right? And that's not what you get here. This is, this is a proper operation. Um, what the fuck was I on about? Tottenham <clears throat> could have won the game, didn't win the game. 
It's a weird one, isn't it? You, you can't really draw too many conclusions. As much as I myself, as I was watching it, was getting sucked into kind of old narratives of Conte, of the formation, of the way we're playing, of certain players. You know, several times throughout the game, I was sort of saying to mates, like, Son's done, isn't he? I just think he's done. I just think physically he's shot. I think he's done. I think he's done. I think Son's gone. What are we going to do? Um, he might be, I don't know. But... There has just been a World Cup. We are the first game back from the World Cup. So it's the sample size as to how much the World Cup has affected teams or not is at the moment limited to Tottenham and Brentford. I think Brentford had... Did they have any players go to the World Cup? Maybe they had a couple of Danish players or something, but it's not It's not a real kind of World Cup. It's not a real country anyway, is it? So um, can't count that. But unlike Tottenham, who have had a lot of kind of big players, although Lloris absent, Romero absent, Richarlison obviously absent. May he recover quickly. Bentancur as well, who there was some hope that he'd be back today, but I think everybody knew that was going to be a bit soon for him. It, 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 we can't look, we can't draw any conclusions from this. The conclusion we can draw is that Tottenham, despite not playing that well, are still good enough to go 2-0 down away to Brentford tricky place to go as they say and still come away with a draw I don't think any of us are complaining about that right first game back after a World Cup of course it would have been nice to to get the three points by the end of the game but we uh, we didn't do it um, so that's that isn't it it's uh yeah it is a weird one um, do I talk about Conte I don't know. I, I'll, I'll probably next when I do one of the pods with somebody else. When I get somebody else on, I do want to talk a bit more about Conte. I want to talk a bit more about this contract situation, about January windows. But again, like I'm saying of the football here now, I don't really want to draw too many conclusions about Conte about his contract because you know he's always playing the playing the media. I'm not trying to go fucking Tim Fall here. I'm not saying it in that conspirator way, but he does play the media. He keeps his cards very close to his chest. He plays owners as well. You know, he knows how to get what he wants. He knows his stock is high. Um, But equally, oh, any of us going to be that surprised if he does leave? I don't know. Dan Dan Lowe said on, uh, on the last podcast before the World Cup that he thinks ultimately it's going to be a case that Conte's going to look around and think, I can't win the league with Tottenham. And that might sound pessimistic, but you know, if we're just looking at Manchester City, we're looking at kind of a likely resurgent Liverpool, who knows about any of the rest of them. Chelsea keeps signing players, but with no real structure to what they're doing, it seems anyway. It's a bit of a weird one, Chelsea. I'm not really sure what they're what they're up to, but I do, I do wonder if like there's something in what Dan said in terms of like manage like Conte, whether we give him money or not, is probably going to be thinking these lot are still quite far off. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Alistair Gold and lots of the other journos were talking about Pochettino waiting in the wings. Don't really know how I feel about. It. I mean, obviously, look, if if Pochettino does come back, first game back in the stadium. It's erupting in, oh, he's magic. You know, it's going to be all the feels. It'll be great. Um, and I don't really I, I don't really have that self 
self-preservation, that fear of him ruining what came before if it doesn't work. You know, kind of a lot of people said that when Bale was coming back. Oh, I don't know about this. I don't want it to ruin what we had with him previously. I don't really buy into that. If it doesn't kind of get better from that point, I don't think it takes anything away from what people have done previously, personally. But, you know, everyone everyone interprets things differently, so everyone's allowed to have their own take on that. Um, do I think, though, Pochettino coming back right now, say if Conte were to leave at the end of the season, would be the best thing for Tottenham? I don't know. I can't really say. Um, I think that's that's kind of my main feeling on it in terms of like it it maybe feels slightly uncomfortable but I like the familiarity of it I like the kind of his clear sense that he's got unfinished business with the club um I think it would spell the end of Harry Kane's career at Tottenham but I'm not overly convinced that Conte or not that might not already be a done deal but I don't know I don't want to go into that too much today. It's not one for today. Um, it's like I say, it is Boxing Day. And I want to... Oh, I don't know. I say I want to get back on it. But I'm not sure I do it. Like, I had so much just there. Such a mix of different things as you do. Do you know what I mean? A bit of champagne because I'm a ardent socialist, you know. Um, and I had... What do we have? A couple of espresso martinis... A Bloody Mary, a load of Bucks Fizz. Just, it got to about like 9.30, 10 o'clock. <laughs> my heart was absolutely pounding out my chest. Pounding out my chest. Horrible, horrible, uncomfortable feeling. Um, I found that booze does it. Please, if anybody listening to this wants to say, oh, that actually means you're going to die, just don't, just don't tell me that. I just, let me just bask in my blissful, drunken ignorance on that. Um, but needless to say, I did Google it, and it is quite a normal thing for excessive alcohol consumption to to make your pulse race. Um, but it's horrible. It is horrible, isn't it? Especially when it finally catches up with you. Um, I told you this was going to be a mess, didn't I? I'm sorry. I don't even know if any. Are any of you going to be? Well, yeah. Actually, people do a lot of driving at this time of year, going to and from family members. A lot of you know. I know I've got. A, fair few american listeners hope everybody on the east coast is all good just because i'm singling out americans doesn't mean that if you're listening from anywhere else that is affected by any other issue ukraine for example i see i actually have a couple of listeners in ukraine hope you're all good hope everybody in a place where there's some peril to your existence is good and you can at least take some solace in watching tottenham hotspur although fucking hell i feel bad for you if that's the case and then listening to me sat in my wife's car outside my parents' house um, talking about football in a really broken, rusty, shitty way. If if you can get some joy from this, then good on you. But yeah, like I said, I don't know if anybody will be listening today. I thought I would do it immediately because, you know, whatever. I've I've got to start greasing the wheels, getting back up to speed releasing these after each match um because why not it's nothing worse than being irrelevant is there um there are lots of things that's there are lots of things worse than being irrelevant um ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's have a look at the team lineups. So Fraser Forster in goal. It was a bit, I, I was. I, I'm not hundred percent on why Luis didn't start. Is he not mentally there? Not physically there? Don't really know. Um, if it's the former, again, I know he's only human, but still, club captain, senior member of the team. You would like to think, regardless of just losing the World Cup final or not, he would still be in an all right place to play against Brentford, but clearly not. Um, I thought Forster was all right. Don't mind him. I think he's a decent keeper, decent backup. I feel, put it this way, a lot of this stuff, right, you can prove anything with facts. You can prove anything with statistics. But in me waters, right, the feeling is that Fraser Forster is a solid deputy. Right? I feel more comfortable having him step into goal than I did Michelle Vaughan or... Probably even Gazaniga, who I think is a decent deputy. Um, definitely more than... I can't even remember his fucking name now. The rapping Italian lad who was just a uh, horrible, horrible player. Um, but Fraser Forster, all right, decent goalkeeper. Um, Jaffa Tanganga. <laughs> I did a tweet just before the game saying like, you know, I've always quite liked Jaffa and I kind of hope that this system, we might sort of see something good from him. Oh, no, this is going to be the kiss of death and blah 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 and lo and behold it obviously was because he just I don't know he might be rusty he's not he doesn't get a lot of pitch time does he and I can maybe maybe kind of reconcile the idea that that adds to a sense of anxiety every time he does get some moments on the pitch that he might kind of feel that he has to impress and what have you but even that in itself probably isn't indicative of a player who's going to be a top-level Premier League footballer at the end of the day. If we're going to be harsh about it, right? You know, when you hear about sort of top-level players, you hear about every time they get a chance, an opportunity, they want to grab it with both hands and they want to make the very most of it. Um, and it's it's funny because I felt like he did. Remember his? I think it was his debut under Mourinho. He played against Liverpool and he absolutely pocketed Mane. And I remember thinking, like, fucking hell, we've got another player here from the academy. He could be really good. Like, really, really good. Um, and then I think he got a couple of injuries. And he never really kind of came back from it. And he just always looks a bit short on confidence. I think that's the, the big thing, you know? Like, I like his energy. That's the thing. I like his energy. Um... 
I think he sort of gives a lot for it, and I think he gives a lot to the to the shirt and basically all the proper football men intangibles. I think he's kind of got those down, but I just I'm not sure he's a player that is of this level. What's required, and I'm not even sure he's a suitable squad player. If I'm gonna be really harsh, um, I do feel like he's a player that a Crystal Palace or somebody like that would pick up for 12 to 15 million pounds and that's pretty much 100% profit right kid from the academy can sell him on I still think he's a Premier League footballer I still think he's a decent enough player but what I'm talking about required at this level Tottenham we have see this is the thing people say you're deluded or say you're being whatever expectant or entitled but my point is, we've hired Antonio Conte. We've built a 66,000-seater stadium. I think it's 66,000, isn't it? That's going to irritate me. I think it's 66,000. We've built a big stadium, and we want to win the league, obviously. We, that's, what, that's what we're aiming for. We're aiming to be the best team in the country. We're aiming to be one of the best teams in Europe. Um, so when I say he's not at the required level, that's what I mean. I don't know if he... Demand City sign him, the Liverpool sign him, do Arsenal or Chelsea or Man United sign him? I think the answer is probably a resounding no. I think we can all agree. So that's kind of my point. But do a lot of teams in the bottom half of the Premier League or you know mid-table Premier League sign him? Yeah, absolutely. I think they do. I think if someone like Watford comes back up, they absolutely try and sign him or something. You know, if he's if he's up for sale, if it's if it's if he's available, um, and I'm sure he'll have a good career with teams like that. He just needs. I think he's at an age now where he needs to be playing football, right? And we can't, we can't really facilitate anybody at this time. It would seem. Um, I mean, Antonio Conte's reticent, obviously, to even play Jed Spence. Um, so I don't know. Eric Dyer. I was looking at the funny thing is I was looking at Eric Dyer. I was looking at his physique. I was thinking it looks like he looks more athletic at the moment. He looks less bulky, and he, I'm not. He's never been bulky, fat. He's never looked overweight. He's looked too muscular, I feel like. He's looked quite beastly. Um, like he's been lifting a lot of weights and stuff. Maybe he's switched up his his training, his um, whatever it is that he's doing, his conditioning, stuff like that. But he, he looks more athletic. But it's funny, you know, like a bubble sort of burst for me on him because I felt that the the sort of the last throws of last season and the beginning of this season... He suddenly looked brilliant. He suddenly looked like a man reborn under Antonio Conte. Um, that he was turned over a new leaf and he was going to end his Tottenham career in fantastic fashion. And he, he just prior to the World Cup, he went through that little window of being pretty horrific. And he wasn't horrific today, but he was pretty horrible, I thought. Um, not terrible, but I just think a lot of his passing was a bit lax. I think his kind of general reading of the game, his positioning, just it all felt a little off. Maybe little things that, you know when you're kind of, you're backing a player, right? Your confirmation bias, or it's not even confirmation bias, you're kind of, you're just general bias to them. You're happy to just kind of overlook 
little flaws in the game, little things that you know that you're consciously aware of the fact that these things are happening, things that are going wrong in the game. But you think, you know, I'll give him a pass to that because I feel that he's one of the generals of the team and that he's generally pretty solid. Um, he's, he's quite, I think he's quite good technically as a defender. His tackling's usually pretty decent when he times it right. A lot of his game, a lot of his flaws seem to be more mental I feel he's just his general awareness his reading of the game I think it's funny because he seems like a, a pretty intelligent guy but I, d- I don't know if his pitch intelligence is that heavy and I'm, I know these two things don't correlate um, so it's kind of it's, it's a moot point I'm making there to a degree but I, I always feel that of Dyer that he's just he's not quite he's, he's not quite there he always looks like a man who's sort of a couple of seconds behind second guessing himself and it just it felt that way a bit today. It, it I just don't feel that comfortable with him um, in defence. And yeah, I do really feel like he's somebody we need to upgrade. Um, even though I've kind of rallied against that quite a lot myself previously. Um, but every all the noises that I hear from you know you see whoever I think it's Paul O'Keefe or I think Zeus has said previously. Conte loves him. That he's one of Conte's main men, so he ain't going to be going anywhere. Um, so that's that. But I don't know. Longley. Much of my feelings on Longley are, are the same as they were. I, again, I didn't really notice him do anything particularly wrong today. Um, his passing is generally quite good. And obviously, actually, to be fair to him, I believe it was his cross for Kane. Really good cross. Really good header. Um, goal, obviously, really good header by Kane, but the cross was decent. It was put on a sixpence for him. Um, why, do people, why do we still? Why do these old things endure? These kind of sayings. Really, get, I'm, the sixpence has never existed in my life. You know, I'm, I'm imagining it's a small coin. But why, why do they not get updated? Why don't we say he, he put it on a five p piece for him? You know, even that's going out of, nowadays. Nowadays, if you carry coins around, if you carry cash around with you, right? Nowadays, these days, people look at you like you're some kind of sex offender. Everything's cashless now, isn't it, right? Everyone's got apps and mobiles and all this stuff. Digital online banking. Wink at the camera to confirm it's you making a purchase. Yeah, I know what you're up to. New world order. You just want to beam stuff into my eyeballs don't you and control my brain so i serve the lizard people forever i'm on to you all right i'm not saying anything anti-semitic here by the way i know a lot of this conspiracy talk is often you know that sort of meme of shaking hands conspiracy theories anti-semites it's often in the middle i was just talking about oh, it doesn't help it if i say oh, i was just going on about david ike's theory about lizard people <laughs> I was just talking. I was just. I was just referencing famous Holocaust denier David Icke in this weird little tangent I've gone on about Christian Longley and Clem, Christian Clement Longley. Um, shut the fuck up, will you? Just get on with it. <sighs> Clement Longley played a really good cross to Harry Kane. Scored a good goal. Decent enough player. Depends how much he would cost us to make it a permanent deal. If it was anything north of, let's say, let's throw out a nice arbitrary number here. 
25 million euros. Don't want him. That's 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 kind of how I feel on it. To me, he's good, but average. No, average feels harsh, but I mean, he's 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 just good. He's a six out of ten player, but I just, eh, eh, you know, you're talking about spending 30, 40 mil, 50 mil, however much Barcelona would want for him. Nah, you know, we can get him on a nice cut price deal. Good squad player, you know, decent enough. Um, Matt Doherty, it was, you know, I was happy not to see uh, Emerson Royale starting, to be brutally honest. Um, Doherty was all right. I thought Doherty does kind of what he does, which is get up and down the pitch quite nicely, um, does a job, never really looks particularly special, but never looks, I don't think, particularly terrible. He's just there. He's a steady Eddie. Um, again, I mean, whatever it is that he is, and whatever it is that Emerson Royale is, we all know that if we're going to stick with this, if we're going to stick with Conte, we're going to stick with this system. This is a priority position to upgrade. Priority. Like, if we're not chucking money at Porro in January, and I, I don't fucking buy all this shit about does he fit the profile or this or that. I mean... Maybe does, maybe doesn't, but he was the best player on the pitch when we played sporting. Um, I've heard he's a bit rash. I've heard he's, there's a bit of a... I don't know, the lads were talking about it on the extra inch um, during the World Cup. They all seem to feel that he's a good player, but there's certain... You know, he's not He's not the, he's not the messiah by any means. Um, so, you know, but who is? Who is, you know, none of us really thought that Kulisevsky or Bentancur were going to be what they were when we signed them. Um, in saying that, though, I'm sorry. I've seen these, like, alarming links to Rabio coming up again. I mean, we were linked to him years back, weren't we, when he was at PSG, I think. And it seemed to fall to pieces there. And with his career kind of on the... I don't know how the fuck he got into that French team. No idea, because... From everything I've heard, I've not not watched any of Juventus this year, but apparently he has been abject for Juventus this season. Um, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of shit around Rabio, isn't there? He's, I think there's something he's got like a a weird mum or something like that, and I don't know. He just feels like one of those players like bad apple. Don't want him anywhere near the squad. Um, even Perisic, look, come on, man! Like the the guys just come back from. I think he was. Is he? Did he play the most time at the World Cup or something? I believe the most minutes, something crazy like that. Um, guys, a guys a machine. I thought I thought it was actually a really good performance from him today as well. Actually, considering towards the World Cup, there were a few questionable performances from him. Um, didn't feel like he was. You know, maybe he was holding a bit back for the World Cup. I think you know. Bit less sensitive to that now. You can understand it, sort of, to agree. My uh, my thoughts on this are in no way influenced by the fact that Christian Romero just lifted the World Cup for Argentina and for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, but we'll move past that. We'll move past the club country allegiance thing for now because it's all done um, until whatever Argentina have to play a friendly in a in a week's time in Antarctica or something, and Christian Romero's fucking charting his own 
ferry there. Um, but even Perisic, good, good performance today, I thought. Um, man's a machine. It's going to be interesting to know how much longer we could, I think it was the Athletic podcast um, in the week that had just... I don't think it was it was it wasn't from any kind of ITK or anything like that. It was just them in conversation, just pondering whether or not even Perisic will still be a Tottenham player next season. Um, and I hadn't really considered that at all. Whether he is or he isn't, though, I do think, like we've said on the right hand side, this position is priority. Um, we have that lad coming from Udinese. Can't remember his name anymore. I don't know how his season's been. I know he was. Fucking taking to Syria like he was killing it at the start of the season. Um, but if he's, let's have a look now. I think it was Destiny Udogi, that's it. Um, let's see how much he's been playing. 11 matches, two goals, one assist this season. Um, you know, I don't, who knows? You know, Conte, he doesn't seem to like. Young players, well, not that he doesn't like young players, just he wants these ready-made options, right? He wants a ready-made footballer to slot into the team to win Tottenham the league. Will Destiny be that? Who knows? So maybe we do need to sign another top-class left wing back. Hopefully Perisic will stay. I don't know, though. Who knows? But a good performance again today. Um, Yves Basuma, basically for the last 20 minutes, he was a completely different player. To the rest of the game where I thought he was absolutely shocking today. I thought he was appalling. Um, considering he's not played at the World Cup, considering he spent, whatever, the last month of Antonio Conte. Where the fuck is that player that was at Brighton gone? You know, was, was he somebody that was just playing a very prescribed role in a very specific system under Graham Potter? Is that what it was? Did, did Potter just know how to bring out the best in him? Um, as we, as a lot of people say about Deli Ali, whose career has just whatever gone into meltdown since leaving Tottenham, or since not being kind of one of Pochettino's favoured children, um, and it, is there a similar kind of thing there with Ibrahim? I don't, well, I, I think it's very different. Very different scenario. As far as I'm aware, I don't really know much about Ipazuma as a person, but I know with Delhi there was probably a there's a certain element of personal circumstances that maybe Pochettino helped to you know let him see past. Or I, I don't know. This is all fucking speculation. I'm, I don't, we don't need to talk about Delhi Ali or anything like that. All we need to talk about is that Ipazuma is not looking great, um, and it was. I thought he was almost concerningly bad again today like I say last 20 minutes when our tails were up and we were going through it he looked decent he looked pretty busy when he was out of possession um, and his passing was looked pretty meaningful and decent when he had the ball but only in that last 20 minutes I couldn't I, I honestly lost count of the amount of times he got caught in possession he would just sluggishly kind of get the ball turn around on it, not do anything with it, not move, not like recycle, as people say, possession effectively or quickly. It was a really weird performance for the most of the game. Um, he just, like I say, he looked shell-shocked. He looked tired. He looked scared. He looked completely devoid of confidence. 
And that's worrying. Is that Conte? Is that somebody that's worrying about his position within the team, his future at the club? Is he unhappy at the club? I don't know. Um, what I can say is, though, he does not look like the Ibasuma that we were very excited about signing from Brighton, who was looking like one of the most exciting and talented uh, central midfielders in the Premier League um, that was surely going to get that big move to City or wherever. Um and be the whatever the next N'Golo Kante or something, but just yeah, we're a way off that. Um, Pierre Hoybier, you know anybody that's listened to this for a while knows I've revised my position. I used to be very anti-Hoybier. I think he's turned into one of our most important players. Don't feel it was a vintage performance from him today, though. I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, Having Basuma beside him, not having the best of games, probably doesn't help. Um, him and Bentanko built up a really, really strong partnership. And when Basuma slotted into that as part of a midfield three, he's two looked more effective. So essentially, my point is, fucking Bentanko, give him, give him whatever he wants. Keep him. He's a phenomenal footballer, and he makes our team better. Um, Hoybier I didn't think was bad by any means but I just didn't think he was that good didn't get a full grip on the team but scored the equaliser kept composed and put the equaliser away you know in good fashion so kudos to him for that um, Dejan Kulisevsky please 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 just give this lad whatever he wants give him a 10 year contract give him 200 grand a week already just do it give him whatever he wants kid's a fucking superstar he's maybe our best player <laughs> or is going to be like I think Kane's still our best Kane is obviously still our best player but this lad is the future of the club I think honestly I think he's on a trajectory to be like potentially like a Bale level footballer you know that that good like he he he's a very very special footballer he's a very special footballer and there were shades I thought Watching him today, it felt reminiscent of watching Tottenham in the kind of noughties, nineties. He felt like one of the just a standout good player um, who was really trying to drag us, drag us forwards, and get something from this game. Because yeah, I I don't know. I'd, he's just he's a special, special footballer. Um, what a gem! What a, what a buy! I can't really say much more than that. You know. Just keep him in the team. Long may it continue. Build the team around him. Make him the figurehead of this next era of Tottenham. Because we've all spoken about the fact that Kane and Son aren't going to be around forever. Um, this lad's, what, 21? 22? I think he might be 21. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, so, do you have Phenomenal. <laughs> Do you ever remember Brian Butterfield? Have you ever seen the Butterfield Diet? If you haven't, just Google Google Butterfield Diet. Um, he doesn't say phenomenal, but he says the results have been incredible. Um, whatever, it's funny. But it's kind of, it's naughty. The thing is, I haven't watched this years. This was one of those things I used to crease at when I was in like sixth form. I think it's from like 2000, 2001. So the humour might be very dated by now, but... It was still of its time, quite funny. And I'm not saying, oh, of its time, simpler times, because it's some awful racist thing or something. It's nothing like that. Um, 
mean, some people might claim it's a bit fat phobic, to be fair. But, you know, 2022, everyone's all woke, aren't they? Fucking hell. Can't joke about anything. Um, Christ, this is a, this is a return, isn't it? Huminson. Uh, look, Sonny is, like, not... Something we need to worry about, per se. He's a Tottenham legend. He is a Tottenham legend. He is. Fuck all of you that don't say he is. He is a Tottenham legend. Um, didn't have a good World Cup. Didn't have a good sort of first half of the season before the World Cup with Tottenham. Didn't have a good World Cup with South Korea. Um, and wasn't very good today, I don't think. He had a couple of nice little runs, I think think towards the end of the first half he had a really nice little run where he almost like flip-flapped it round one of the uh, Brentford defenders and sort of made a, a decent half opportunity for Kulosevsky I want to say um, but who knows who knows what it is with Son if age has caught up with him if he's just if he just needs a longer rest maybe maybe Conte's methods aren't great for a player who's as explosive as he is, but is, you know, getting older. Um, maybe he needs to conserve that energy more. I think, I don't know if you recall, you know, I know people are loath to kind of give Mourinho any sort of praise, but I think Mourinho got a lot out of Son because he often would not really rely on Son to do any running. One of his main sort of strengths with the way he utilised Son was like, Son is one of our most important attacking outlets. Just let him kind of wander about and do what he wants to do and let him score goals. Let him link up with Kane and score goals. And, you know, I think, dare I say, that little sort of era under Mourinho was maybe when Son looked his best at Spurs. I don't know. I don't know. Definitely one of his most sort of effective phases um, in his Tottenham career. And at the moment, I just don't know... I. The reason why I talk about this is because the main thing I sort of look at with Son now is that he just doesn't look sharp. The thing about Sonny is, and we've all, there's always been this big debate as to whether Sonny is streaky or not. Um, I don't. I think this has kind of gone past just him being in a bit of a funk. I think the way he's kind of moving around at the moment. Um, the way he's getting his shots off without any real venom in them. We saw them a few times. Did you remember towards the very end of the game, it was like 94th, 95th minute, we were carving out opportunities and Son managed to kind of he just dink the ball on his left foot, past the defender, made that little yard of space himself and got that shot off, which it was well placed, but it wasn't really rasping like we've seen from Sonny. Like we know that he can do when he gets that, when he makes that bit of space for himself, when he makes that angle for himself and he can just dispatch one of his shots that are rasping and like quick and arrow like into that bottom corner. But I felt several times today he would get a shot off and there were just, there was never that much in them, you know, and they never really bothered the goalkeeper that much. Um, and just in general, I think he sometimes gets caught in possession a bit more than he used to. And, you know, this is all very natural. This isn't some like, I'm not, this isn't some big crisis. I'm not like digging Son out saying, you know, he's got to go. We've got to worry about this. Ultimately, you know, he's what, 31, 32 now? He's getting on a bit. It's just what happens to players. 
What we still know with Son is that he can be effective when we need him to be, hopefully, anyway. Um, he is still going to be somebody that's going to scare opposition players. Um, maybe we just need to look at now how we use him. Um, but maybe not, you know. Maybe in our next game he's, you know, he scores a couple of goals again. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, like I say, I feel like we're kind of past the point with him now where I'm just kind of thinking, oh, you know, this might just be a temporary little funk. This is just streaky son being son. I feel like there's a little bit more to it now. Um, and that doesn't, like I say, it doesn't mean it's the end of his career. It doesn't mean it's all doom and gloom. It maybe just means that he needs a bit of a rest or he needs to be used differently, you know. But it's mainly it's the sharpness. It's the sharpness to me that I just think is not quite there, not what I'd expect from him. Harry Kane, all eyes on Kane, right? All eyes on him after after his penalty miss. Um... I don't think the Brentford fans were that nasty to him. I think they sung a couple of things about, like, Tony, he would have scored that or something. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's football, isn't it? It's what happens. Um, but it didn't sound like they were being particularly horrible to him. I thought he was totally anonymous in the first half. And again, it's one of those things, it's that argument we always have about Harry Kane. Is it him not getting the opportunities or is it him being in the wrong place? And I'm always sort of caught I'm always a bit stumped in those ones um I always feel like it's a you know if we're talking about putting it on a sixpence old sayings it's one of those six of one half a dozen of another you know um never really sure but the the thing is whether or not Kane is in the right position at all times or whether or not he's getting the service funnily enough he is always scoring goals uh, I think that's that's the that's the crucial part with Harry Kane right um He's probably had a pretty hellish, what, fortnight? How long ago was it since the miss? Yeah, near enough a fortnight, probably. He's probably had a pretty hellish couple of weeks. I'm sure he's gone through quite a bit personally. Um, takes a lot to come back from that. Um, and to, yeah, to score a very good goal like he did today. Yeah, he's the boy, isn't he? You know, it's 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 what... It's what we take for granted um, with him that he can just sort of, I don't know, he's just got a granite mentality, that lad. Um, be interesting to see how it plays out for the rest of the season. But after today, I'm not, I, I genuinely did have those fears after after the penalty miss. I was thinking, fuck, man, how many times can this fella just pick himself up? You know, how many times can he be the close but no cigar man and keep going? As he says, we go again. He loves to use that expression, doesn't he? A sort of American sports ball type expressions. Um, and he uh, he did though. He, he's he's done pretty well today um, on balance. So I don't think we need to worry too much about him, right? Do we? I mean, do we ever really worry about Harry Kane? Have we ever really worried that? He's not going to come back and do what he does, which is just score loads of fucking goals. He's moved one closer to Jimmy Greaves' record today, which is, again, if we just focus on that, that's what his season could be. It's a remarkable achievement, a remarkable, remarkable achievement if he surpasses Jimmy Greaves. Um, and we'll see if he decides to stay at Tottenham Hotspur, if that closes the book on it or not. Who knows? Um, 
Right, I'm going to leave that there because I'm going to get back inside and talk to my family. Um, I'm going to upload this now. Thank you very much to everybody who has been supporting the show throughout the break I've had over the World Cup. Um, It's much appreciated. There's a link in the bio of the Twitter page, Twitter handle, to the Buy Me A Coffee website. No obligation to do so, but if you can spare anything whatsoever... Thank you very much. Um, hope you got everything that you wanted for for Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, then I hope you've just had a nice few days anyway. Come on, you Spurs. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.